Welcome to This is the Author, where authors talk about narrating their audiobooks. In this episode, meet writer Madeline Ryan, psychotherapist Christine Gutierrez, and neuroscientist David Eagleman. The human brain is a fascinating world unto itself, and each one of these authors takes a deep dive into that ever-changing neural landscape, exploring how our biology and our psyches process the world. Go behind the mic to hear their varied perspectives and listen to clips from their audiobooks. The experience may just get you thinking more about how you think. Enjoy. Hi, this is Madeline Ryan, author of A Room Called Earth. I wrote my book because I heard a voice. I'd made a lot of changes in my life. I'd moved to the country and I was in a loving relationship and I'd been eating plant-based for a couple of years. I'd stopped taking hormonal birth control, which had a huge impact on my mental and emotional health. And I decided to commit to writing in a more serious way. I grew up around writing and I studied literature, but I had wanted to be an actress. That's where my focus was. I studied acting. I performed in a lot of theatre. The writing had always flowed. I'd always loved journaling, but it had never been at the forefront of my awareness. And I was actually staying in the city at my parents' house and my mum had her book group going in the next room and I'd excused myself and was in my childhood bedroom when the first few pages came and started talking to me and started revealing this world to me. And from that point on, it was about nurturing that and making space for that and allowing that to come to life. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be unpredictable. Because even though I technically wrote this book, I have written this book, going on the ride of her mind and her logic was an adventure. And to be inside it and kind of present with each thought, each moment, each person that comes into her awareness, I found myself forgetting what would happen next and was just dealing with what was right in front of her. And it was kind of exhilarating in that way. And I guess the second choice of word would be liberating. But yeah, unpredictable because I didn't know I would forget who was coming in, what thought was about to happen, what memory would be about to occur. Yeah, it was quite exciting for that reason. I realised I had trouble pronouncing the Aboriginal words and for some reason, I'm not sure what's actually in my mind, but the word regularly comes out regularly. I don't know why. And I had a few Italian words, a few Latin words for flowers that definitely required some research, but yeah. I'm excited that listeners will be able to go on the adventure that is the protagonist's mind. It is such a ride and to receive it spoken, I think, is so perfect and so sacred because, you know, it's in the first person. It's the voice in her head. So she gets to become the voice in your head. And for a 
you know, the duration of the time I've been working on the audio book, she was a voice in my head because writing the book was a very different process in that way. It was kind of piecing together the thoughts and working out the logic and then speaking it out loud in this way. It was, you know, riding the wave of all of that. And so to receive that and to be immersed in her mind through the spoken word is very powerful, I think, and is a really magical way to receive this particular book. Yeah, I can't think of anything better. If I wasn't going to record my audiobook, I would cast Mia Wasikowska or Vincent Gallo. Vincent Gallo would bring a kind of sensitivity and neurosis and expressiveness that I think would just be phenomenal. And Mia is so intelligent and otherworldly, also very sensitive, and I think would be a wonderful match with the mind of the protagonist. Ultimately, I think hearing lots of different people saying it would be just phenomenal because it's such an idiosyncratic individual voice and having all different voices expressing it and hearing how different it could be depending on the voice would be really interesting. I'd love that. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was by Louise Hay. I have a lot of her audiobooks kind of saved on my various devices and I dip into them when I'm in the mood, which is usually when I'm cooking or cleaning or maybe taking the train into the city. Her books are self-help books and You Can Heal Your Life and The Power Is Within You and I think I've got one about empowerment for women. They're just like medicine and her voice holds so much space and is so loving. So yeah, I often dip into her talks as well as her audiobooks. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. I decided to wear a kimono and high heels to the party because I wanted people to see me in a kimono and high heels at the party. I tried putting chopsticks from the kitchen drawer in my hair, and it felt like it was overdoing things a bit, so I put them back. I even considered painting the chopsticks black because they were brown, and black would have suited my outfit better. Yet the fact that I considered painting them at all caused me to be embarrassed at myself. So I decided to ditch accessories that were at one time used to stuff pad thai into someone's face. Painted or not, you can't change the reality of what chopsticks are, or the main way that they've been used for like, centuries. Eons even. So let a chopstick be a chopstick, and my hair can be what it is too. Hi, this is Christine Gutierrez, author of I Am Diosa, a journey to healing deep, loving yourself, and coming back home to soul. I wrote my book because it was a calling from my soul. I knew that there was this missing piece in the spiritual personal development field. And for me, that included being a Latina author merging the spiritual with the psychological, and so that people could really get the opportunity to get raw and real with their emotions. I have had the honor and privilege of being both a therapist and a spiritual guide for over a decade now, and I've got to see the patterns that were going down in my clients' lives. I call my community the Diosa community. Diosa is the Spanish word for goddess. 
all of these women shared so many of the same storylines and so many of the same patterns from their childhood wounds when they were younger and how those patterns were playing out in their life now as adults. And so this book really is about going to the core, healing from the ground up, so that you can change the patterns that are not working for you in your everyday life. I'm proud that I was able to read my own book. It meant a lot for me to be able to be the voice, and for me, representation matters. Being a Latina author, I knew how when I was looking through the bookshelves of Barnes & Nobles or through Audible that I craved to have a Latina voice. And when I didn't find that, I became that. And so being able to read the words that I wrote and know that on the other end of that, there's going to be people that are listening to my voice and hopefully being able to relate to my story and the energy behind my words— for me, it was really a dream come true to be able to share that as a Latina author. I love listening to audiobooks while I'm walking or while I'm just laying in my bed after a long day and just taking the time to connect with me. It's almost like my sacred self-care time. And now, listen to a clip from my audiobook. We go through life looking for the way back home to self, soul, and Diosa divinity. Whether we know it or not, we are looking and searching to reconnect to that place. It is an instinct that is within us from the time of our birth into this physical world. I think of it as the link between the spirit world and the physical world. This inner knowing that there is an internal soul home of sorts that is the true place where we belong and come alive. Hi, this is David Eagleman, author of Live Wired, the inside story of the ever-changing brain. I wrote my book because I feel like brain plasticity, which is the ability of the brain to rewire itself and constantly seek new connections and new circuitry, that is possibly the most gorgeous phenomenon in biology, and it is the one that gets talked about the least. We'd somehow just sort of take that for granted, that every memory that comes in gets stored in your brain as a change of the physical pieces and parts. And everything you think and do, every bit of your culture that you absorb, the language you speak, the beliefs that you have, all of this is the world's way of imprinting on your brain everything around you. And there is no book on this from the neuroscience point of view about what is happening, how is it that we become the world around us. I was inspired by teaching this material to the researchers in my laboratory and the engineers at my company and the students at Stanford University. And I realized that everyone that I talked with about this stuff felt as inspired and eye-opened by it as I did. And so that's why I decided I'm going to write a book on this. And I've been working on this for years, actually, to try to wrap my arms around what are the principles of what I call live wiring? In other words, the brain constantly changing itself every second of your life. I was also inspired by the clinical cases that I've come across over the last 20 years. For example, a child who gets half his brain removed because of an intractable epilepsy, and he does just fine. As long as you do that surgery before the age of about eight, a kid is completely fine. He might have a slight limp 
But otherwise, it would be indetectable to you that he's gone through something like that. Now, that is not the way we build our hardware. I can't take out half the circuitry out of my cell phone or my laptop and expect it to still function. But with the human brain, it's extremely malleable and flexible, and it spends all of its time rewiring itself to accomplish what it needs to accomplish. If I had to describe what it was like to record my audiobook in one word, that word would be inspiring. Why? Because I wrote this over the course of many years while I was doing other things and launching a company out of my laboratory and teaching and writing other things. And so the act of reading it out loud right now sort of provides a capstone, a summary to years of thinking about things. And of course, the trick with writing a book is that the reader thinks, oh, wow, the author knows so much stuff. But of course, the author doesn't know all of that at once in his head. Instead, it's accumulated over years. And to see everything right next to each other in that kind of density is inspiring. And I feel, thank goodness that this project has come to fruition and that I didn't get hit by a truck along the way and that it's there and complete and all that information is in one clean package. I had trouble pronouncing Utsi, the Tyrolean Iceman. So there was this body that was found in the Tyrolean Alps some years ago of a frozen man, and it turned out the body was 5,000 years old, and it came to be known as the Tyrolean Iceman or Utsi. We had to stop the recording and look it up and listen to various videos to figure out how that was pronounced. It's spelled O-T-Z-I with an umlaut over the O, It turns out there's a whole video on the pronunciation of this simply because of the confusion of how people pronounce it differently. I'm excited that listeners will get to slow down with me on some of the biggest ideas that I've ever thought about that are the biggest ideas in neuroscience about who we are and where we're going and who we'll become and how we change from moment to moment. These are the things that have taken me my entire career to distill from all the details of the field. And the book, of course, is full of of all those details to provide the scaffolding. But the part where I slow down in my narration is where it's the big ideas, where it all comes together. And that's the part I'm most excited about that listeners will get to do with me. If I weren't going to record my own audiobook, I would cast Anthony Hopkins because he has such a great voice. He could read the phone book and I would be captivated. I don't know if he knows anything about neuroscience in particular. Nonetheless, that's whose voice I would want in my ears. The last audiobook that I listened to that I loved was Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. It's so wide ranging and so erudite, and it also has a great narrator. One of the things you realize going through this process is it's difficult to read each sentence perfectly and nail it, nail the intonation and where you're putting the stress. And of course, it's a great trick that all the editing occurs such that by the time it comes out, it sounds like, wow, that guy is really great. Nonetheless, I listened to this narrator go for whatever it is, 16 hours, and he just sounds terrific the whole time. My favorite place to listen to audiobooks is while I'm driving with my kids so that they can get knowledge by osmosis because I want to listen to the book and I want them to be exposed to big ideas. When you're at home with the kids, they just want to 
bury themselves in a screen. So it's nice to be able to inspire them with the words of great books while we're driving around. And even though I often think they're not actually paying attention, I get to pay attention. And then later, one of them will say something to me. And I'll say, wow, you you were really listening to that. You really had a great question. And now, listen to a clip from David Eagleman's audiobook. Imagine this. Instead of sending a 400-pound rover vehicle to Mars, we merely shoot over to the planet a single sphere, one that can fit on the end of a pin. Using energy from sources around it, the sphere divides itself into a diversified army of similar spheres. The spheres hang on to each other and sprout features, wheels, lenses, temperature sensors, and a full internal guidance system. You'd be gobsmacked to watch such a system discharge itself. But you only need to go to any nursery to see this unpacking in action. This is the Author is a production of Penguin Random House Audio. Thank you for listening. For more behind-the-mic content and audiobook recommendations, visit www.penguinrandomhouseaudio.com slash next listen.